Did you see a yacht? She asked, meeting his gaze. No. Almost absently, he pulled the sleeve down and smoothed the material before releasing her arm. But, as I said, you were miles from shore, and right in the party crowd's playground. It might have been a yacht. She frowned at the cup in her hand, trying to think, trying to remember. I believe it was a yacht, a big one. His breath escaped shortly in an impatient sigh. Was the party in full swing, or will someone have reported your disappearance? Her mind was clearing slowly. No. No, I doubt there was any report. He swore, the sound angry and abrupt. Then I'll have to alert the Coast Guard. Is there anyone else? You don't understand. She stared at him, wondering with a paranoia inspired by the last weeks if she could trust him. While he stared at her impatiently, she made up her mind. She needed a place to rest and gather her thoughts. To plan. It wasn't over yet. She couldn't let it be over. But she needed time. If she surfaced too soon... What don't I understand? he demanded. She took a long sip of the laced coffee. What a strange voice he had, she mused. Quiet, yet hard. She drew a deep breath. There wouldn't have been a report, but not because there was a party. There wasn't a party. They saw me go overboard. They, they shot at me. I was escaping. She ended in a rush. What? Seeing the disbelief in his face, she realized dismally how it all sounded. Melodramatic. Unreal. Like something between the covers of a novel. Or in cinematic technicolor. She looked down at her flannel-covered arm and spoke softly, tonelessly. They kept us drugged so we'd be quiet, but the drugs didn't work on me at first. That's why the bruises. I didn't know what was going on most of the time. But when I came to once, there seemed to be a storm. The others were still unconscious, but I thought I could get help if I could just get off the boat. Everyone was busy because of the storm. I managed to get topside and, and jumped. I heard a yell and then guns, but the water was rough and it was raining. With any luck, they think I drowned. The man stared at her for a long moment, his gray eyes unreadable, something strangely taut in his expression. Then he stood, filling the small room, and took a step away from the bunk to reach for a bottle and a glass on a nearby shelf. He splashed liquid into the glass and drank. Only then did he ask tersely, White slavers? She was surprised at his quick comprehension and wondered if he was just humoring her. But something about his hard face denied that possibility. When he turned to stare at her again, she nodded slowly. How many besides yourself? There was, she thought briefly, an element of unreality about the entire situation, conversation and all. This man was not reacting as she would have expected. He was neither disbelieving nor horrified, nor did he seem sympathetic about what she had clearly been through. Instead, his tone was blunt and matter-of-fact, his expression remote. There were five of us, she said, trying to analyze his reaction fit it into some niche in her mind. All blondes and, 
and redheads. Her hand went briefly to her long, thick auburn hair. Did you know any of the other girls? The question confused her, which was hardly surprising, she thought, considering the befuddled state of her mind. Know them? Names, he said impatiently. Ages, backgrounds, did you know anything about the other girls? No, not when we were first taken aboard. We were strangers. We didn't have much of a chance to talk.